we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We what you told us about your marriage. I don't know. Don't, don't ever breathe. Don't come around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. It was a good week of episodes, I think, across the board for all of our shows. Yeah, nothing incredibly crazy happened, but in every show, at least one major event occurred that we can talk about. I can't wait to get to the end of the episode because we're really going to do a deep dive into the Erica Girardi, Tom Girardi of it all, because well, we did watch the ABC news, the housewife and the hustler special, I'm gonna which say, we have, a, there's a lot of thoughts. There. I'm going to say as deep as we can go, because I feel like we are not legally attuned oh, to no, everything, there's, there's but still we, so many questions. And we've seen one side from the ABC documentary. Yes. And we also received some other news from like the, the Twitterverse about certain things that are going on in the case between Erica and her lawyers. Oh, so yes. we'll touch on that. Admittedly, y'all, we did not watch the Fallon interview because we were told that there's nothing really there. Yes. So we were told that, like, don't watch it because nothing really happened. No one really cares. Nothing we haven't already heard. Nothing exciting. I kind of did a little bit of a five minute. Like, I watched the first five minutes. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I was like, this is fine. I. I got more information from the Wendy Williams episode I watched last week. Oh my God. You and your freaking Wendy Williams. So how are you doing? So how are you doing? How are you doing? I love the little hand gesture that they do now too. It's fabulous. Anyway. This is not a Wendy Williams podcast, but hey. No, but maybe it should be. Anyway, Mm. we'll dive into that at the end when we talk about Beverly Hills. But do you want to start with Shaw's? I want to start with something else. Oh, we've got news, baby. Oh, we do. Big old news about the Orange County ladies. <gasps> oh, my and God. And you could not be happier. We so. fucking do. I I swear I've been putting this out into the ether. I truly believe you manifested I this I think I manifested this. As you all know, I say a lot that pick a city. If there's a Heather, it's probably me. Heather Thompson, Heather Dubrow, Heather Gay. My girl, Heather Debro, God bless the Bravo gods because she is returning. And all of the girls that I did not like on Orange County, Elizabeth Vargas, Bronwyn, Wyndham Burke, and the infamous and horribly heinous Kelly Dodd, they're all gone. And we're getting Heather Debro back. We are apparently going to get uh, maybe one or two former. New ladies. Oh, new ladies. Are we going to get any more? Form- no. Heather DeBrow is the only one that's former coming back. We have Shannon Bedore coming back. We've got Gina and Emily coming back, which was kind of a given. And then Heather and then two new girls. Yes. Okay. I can I can deal with that. I would like to get into more of Heather DeBrow's world, which we will. And maybe we'll meet some more ladies through there. But I am thrilled. And I swear the secret works. 
the oh law of attraction works. If you just put it out goodness. there, make a vision Shut board, up. Shut Heather up. Dubrow will come Shut back up. into your life. I'm done. I'm just saying. It was it was all me. I do got to say, Kelly Dot has really been digging her own grave in the situation with all this, though, because not only did she post these random text messages where Brandon reached out to be like, we've been through thick and thin, we've been through hell, but I'm here if you need me. And then Kelly was like, it's because of you and your woke BS that both of us are fired from the show, blah, 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 blah. And Bron responded, well, I'm still sober and I'm still gay, so I'm here <laughs> if you need me. It's clear that both of them are off the show for two completely different reasons. Yes. Bronwyn clearly needed to take a break from the show. She's going through a lot in her life. And honestly, I think it's the smartest decision for her not to come back. Yes. Whether she made that decision for herself or not. And reg- whether you're conservative or liberal, you need to be a decent human being. And, and Kelly, Kelly Dodd is a piece of trash. Thank you. So regardless of your political views, Kelly, you need to be re- kind. You need to be full of kindness and respect. And yes, we all go off the handle. These women are on the show for a reason. There's a certain amount of crazy that is a part of their lives. However, but you can't cross the line. No. You have to have some kind of decorum and respect for other people you can't in the cross world. the line and not be at least a little bit apologetic yes you can't have a it's complete lack of am. yeah you can't have a complete lack of remorse I'm regardless of what you believe or what you think so I'm very also glad that Gigi Golnessa from Shaws of Sunset and Kelly Dodd are having a feud and honestly there's no feud because Gigi's just bang 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 shooting well, her out the in gate in Gigi's video that she posted she was like I've been with my show since the beginning I've been on Bravo longer I will be with the show and be on Bravo till the end Kelly you were on this show and in this universe for five fucking seconds so bye go fuck yourself bye bitch it was amazing I love Gigi so much it's great well let's let's keep talking about Gigi because we're gonna start with Shaws of Sunset today this whole episode was about Elijah's party, which was what was it, like an African jungle theme, was it's what the Gigi King. said. It, it's the it was Lion King. King. Yeah, let's say what it is. I have to say, this started out the gate me dying laughing because the party planner did not have mock-ups <laughs> like a normal party planner. Did not have a vision board. She brought Legos and dolls. Yeah, I was like half awake when I was watching this episode and I wrote, I went back the next day to look at my notes and at the top of my notes it said toy recreation. And I was like, what the fuck? You were I like, what are, what was I talking and about? And I re- you were like, well, it was probably the toy display that the party planner brought to the forefront and I you were right. I died. I thought that was hysterical. My thing is like, how, okay, how are these people getting hired for parties? At this point, I might as well become a party planner because I can make a vision board and actually do a freaking real mock-up. I made, in my fourth grade class, we had to learn about a mission and make a recreation of our mission with like clay and stuff. I did too. What was your mission? I Fourth was, grade, right? Yes. Yes. I was San Juan Batista. Oh, I was San Fernando Valley. I kind of felt lame because i wanted santa barbara like i wanted a juicy high profile mission and i got san fernando valley all due respect to the san fernando valley mission but i felt like i got a little cheated because i specifically went to miss austin my fourth grade teacher and told her like i think these three would be great for me i think i could do a great job and the bitch gave me san fernando valley and i felt slighted san juan batista i believe is like a high profile so san juan batista was actually featured in the movie vertigo Oh, I believe. See, that's what I'm saying. I wanted a a, a bougie <laughs> mission. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I was San Juan Batista. I feel like maybe I wasn't. Now that I'm thinking, I might be wrong. Why? What else would you have been? Um, 
I can't remember, but I, I, I feel like it was Sam Batista and I feel like Vertigo was from there and that's why I wanted to do it was because I was like, Alfred Hitchcock, Vertigo, this is who I am kind of thing. Like I'm a, as a movie boy, you know, entertainment. That's fair. That's fair. Whatever. And it was great. We got to visit our mission. My brother did San Juan Capistrano and which, which you're very close to now. And my sister did San Luis Obispo, which my cousin went to slow Cal Poly for school. So it was got great because we got to go visit her at college. We got to go see the mission. It's wonderful. But yeah, I mean, is that a California? I feel like that's a California thing where we have to learn the mission. Oh no, that's like, I, I believe it's fourth grade curriculum in yeah. public education. Well, I went to private school, so I don't know about public curriculum. Okay. I believe it's fourth grade <laughs> standards. Cause I also went to private Catholic school, so we were going to learn it anyway. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that was going to be, no matter what grade you were in, you were going to visit them and talk about them. Okay. Uh, let's talk about... Before we get to Elijah's party, because that's where most of the drama happens. Well, Nima's not invited to the sip or the sip and see, which is what it's called, which is basically an adult party for the baby where everyone gets to see the baby. But it's really a party for the adults, it sounds like. Yeah, it's just another excuse. It's like a gender reveal party. Just another excuse to have cocktails about something. I just, I thought, whatever. But I love that Nima and MJ did a sip and paint before the sip and see to kind of reconnect. Yeah, that was very cute. I love doing sip and paints. Have you ever done a sip and paint before? No. Okay, you know, in my in my bathroom, you know the two paintings I have hanging in my bathroom? Oh, yeah. Both of those are sip and paints. Okay, lovely. Fantastic. <laughs> so, I've been to two. <laughs> good, good for you. That's great. They're so much fun. Uh, and honestly, like, I loved that MJ and Nima had this moment to talk about things, kind of get to the source of the issue, because it seems like everyone is kind of revolved around this Reza, Golnessa, Mike drama that's going on, where basically... Mike seems to be making these excuses for him talking or not talking to these girls, these spoof text messages that may or may not have come from Gigi and Reza to his phone, trying to make him look bad in front of Paulina. At the end of the day, I have to be honest at this point, I don't believe it was anyone but Mike. I agree. I understand that Reza has a history for being a shady conniving person when it comes to stuff like this. We got a lot of flashbacks this episode, you know, kind of corroborating that idea. But, you know, if we cut directly to the sip and paint or the sorry, the sip and see, it just feels like Mike is really trying to deflect. I do believe that Reza had a conversation with him. Yeah. And I could understand if Gigi's name came up in some capacity. But it seems to me, based on just their bio language, how they're handling things, it seems like Mike is trying to twist what Reza said and trying to make it, he's trying to deflect because I think that we, there's even, I believe there's even more that went on that we're not exactly yeah. privy to yet that Mike did. Uh, I feel really, I keep just feeling really bad for Paulina. I feel really bad for Gigi. I feel like she turned a page a while ago yes. and it's not about this petty bullshit and really she's wants to get away badass, from it. She's still a badass, I feel oh, like. Oh, totally. And she's still, and she's still, rough. She's still yeah. rough around the edges and still, you know, she'll say things off the cuff. And But I don't think she's trying to be vindictive or she's not trying she's to be not malicious to anyone. Yeah. And neither, I mean, I think Reza still has that little, you know, mean girl, like. No, Reza's such bitchy, a mean girl. Yeah, and bitchy. we'll talk about that with what he was saying about Destiny and yes, saying it to his. But I don't think, you know, after what happened with him last year with his fiance and what happened, you know, what's happened in the past. I feel like he's over the shit stirring too. I feel like he's not about Mm, that anymore. Not as as much as he used to be. It just feels like Mike has a lot more to lose. He's got the most to lose and, and therefore 
and he's been lying left and right. Again, I'm, I'm still open to Reza having a part in this. If more information comes out, I'll go, okay, you know, fine. But just all arrows point to Mike, in my opinion, still. Yeah. Ugh. Even it's... when they're all sitting around together and they're all kind of hashing it out as a group, which I love when that happens, Mike just looked guilty. And Reza and Gigi still held firm and they seemed calm and confident in what they believed, what happened, what they said. It just, I don't know, Mike just looks guilty. No, Mike 100% looks guilty. And I think he looked even more guilty. And honestly, also Reza looked guilty when they had this fight at the end. Like they were saying Leo versus Leo, which I thought was hilarious. But before we get into that, I got to say, I love seeing Vita. I think she's one of the funniest house moms. Not like a housewife mom. She's up there. She's a Bravo mother. She's got a Mama D energy. You know, they were trying to do that show, I think, with like Bronwyn's mom, Mama D whatever, like all these like house moms, whatever, put Vita in there. Vita would be amazing. She would cause so much shit and stir so much shit. Even saying to her daughter, I mean, you could lose 20 pounds. Like when she was talking to her about her in that leopard (laughs) outfit, which by the way, we love seeing the montage. The MJ montage. Phenomenal. MJ loves a good leopard cheetah cat print. Yes. And she will wear it till the end of day. But this is the thing about going back to Reza for a second. This is what I'm saying in terms of Reza is just more upfront about his bitchiness. He didn't lie about the fact that he immediately heard what Vita had said and went directly to Destiny and said, by the way, she just said this about you. Well, no. And he even said, like, your ass. You you need an ass. Yeah. You know, again, it's not great. I'm not condoning what he's saying exactly, but he's not lying and not trying to hide anything. And he's like, I'm not going to, you know, play games or pretend anymore. I'm just going to be up front and kind of bring it to the person. No, but he's always been like this. I think he's just a messy ass queen and just likes to start shit and likes to be like this kind of person. And he's going to say things to people's face that they shouldn't say. I think everyone is offended when he said the things. Well, and I think he's also just really fucking pissed at MJ because he he can't see the child. No. And he thought that he was on his way to be able to see MJ's son. But that's and now his only, that's his own fault because he's the one. Oh no. Yeah. I but still I holding think, the, I think he definitely did it from a place of anger. Okay. Well, him and Mike get into this fight at the end of the party. Everyone gets involved. I mean, nothing gets resolved at this point because no one's telling the truth. And I think no. that's the problem, but also the kind of the gold of Shaw's is that everyone is just going to continue to fight and no one's going to take responsibility. Honestly, except for Golnessa. And yeah, well, cause she has nothing, she has nothing to hide. She has nothing to hide, nothing to lose, but I did love seeing Elijah. I think Elijah's cute. Even He's though adorable. I, I loved the little Lion King moment. <laughs> I think it was, it reminds me of modern family. Remember when they like bring up Lily and they're oh like, Oh my God. And Cam yes. does the whole thing. Yes, yes. Yes. I think that's so hilarious. And I would, I, you know, I would love to see it, but at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of really big personalities in this group. I think this re- this is not going to get resolved for a few episodes, which for most shows, I'm kind of like, ugh, I hate when things get dragged out. But for this show, I really feel like they keep it so fresh and so hot the whole time. Yeah. And there's so much that's evolving in each conversation that I want to continue the conversation. Yeah. And I think a lot is going to be brought to head, especially at this upcoming Halloween party for next but episode. But I think things just keep getting worse for Mike. I feel like we're I going agree. to find out more. I think there's more that we don't know. I think that's why Paulina didn't come to this party in the first place because she knew it was going to blow up like this and she didn't want to be surrounded by this negativity. Well, and again, I think in previews that we've seen of weeks ahead, she even reveals herself that, oh, this is this shit like this has been going on for a while, for a while. Yes. But that's why I just don't, I really want someone to shake her and go, 
you're beautiful. You've got a great thing going for you. You don't need to be with Mike. Like you can still be on the show and not be with Mike. Like you've made enough of an imprint that will keep you around. Well, one would hope. One would hope. I just don't think that there's any reason to stay with someone that's going to be like that. And like, I don't think that Mike is going to be happy in his life until he takes a page from Gigi's book and either A, gets into therapy. Well, I think he should be in therapy regardless. But B, like really examine what do you want romantically and sexually and spiritually in a partner or in not in in not having a partner at all. Do you even want a partner? See, and that's the thing is like, I think he wants the emotional support and like that connection with one person. But I also think he just needs to get his dick wet whenever he can. I think he should look for a polyamorous partner, which is what Gigi said to him. Exactly. And I don't think that she, again, I said this before, she wouldn't have said that to him unless she really meant that she, and that works for some people. And she thought that it would work for him. Exactly. Yes. I don't think Paulina wants that. No, but that's what I keep saying. Set her free. Yeah. Set her free. Okay. Let's talk about the married to medicine. Cause I feel like Shaw's we're not going to get anywhere until we get honestly to the no, bottom of we'll, situation. We'll wait till next week, but married to med. I'm glad they're on a trip. Jekyll Island, it's Jekyll a, and Hyde. I mean, everyone was really showing their Hyde more than their Jekyll. Wait, which one's the bad one? Is it Jekyll? Hyde is, is the bad Hyde one. Hyde is the bad one. Jekyll is the doctor who's we, true and good, and and Hyde we, is the evil, you know. We did listen to the Jekyll and Hyde musical recently, and you watched the David Hasselhoff version of the Jekyll and Hyde musical. I, you guys, okay. It's on Amazon. So, real quick, yes, let's just address this. Because I wanted to talk to you about this. The Jekyll and Hyde concept album, ladies and gentlemen, not, not the That's orig- what we listened to? Yes. Not the original Broadway cast album with Robert Cuccioli. No. The original <laughs> concept album with Anthony Warlow, Carly Carmelo, and Linda Etter. <laughs> that is what all of you should be listening to. That's point one. Point two. Yes. I was bored the other day and had nothing to do. And so I sat on the couch and was scrolling through Amazon Prime and saw, oh, the David Hyde, the David Hasselhoff version. Yes. David Hasselhoff played Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway for a brief time horrifying we love the Hoff do we though because the guys this was I I highly if you want a good chuckle a good laugh I highly recommend you all watch this it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life I think there's a lot of potential behind the show that gets completely obliterated by David Hasselhoff's performance and I there's also some things about the way that it was staged and choreographed that make it very hard to watch the show needs powerhouse actors and singers for it to make it really lift off the page. I highly recommend. But anyway, yes, this was the Juggle and Hyde trip. And well, think- like like Simone said, it wasn't a lot of F-U-N. It was more F-U up because it starts with Lisa Nicole and Heavenly and their fight from last episode. Good, good on the girls, though, for getting that fight to dissipate pretty quickly. I you mean, know? It, was, it was within the first two hours of a nine hour trip. Holy shit. That bus ride, though. which by the way would be a lot. I mean, I drive six hours to get home when I, when I go visit my family, which I can tell you I'm not doing anymore. I've done it for no almost should, 10 years flying for 45 minutes. And at this point I'm just going to take the 45 minute flight and pay the extra money because it's almost the same as gas. And yes, I don't have to sit on the five for six hours. Yes. But I'm glad that they got it done at the beginning. I thought the fight was 
hilarious because I loved Lisa Nicole saying, you've got two stars for her recommendation. Like, oh, it's 3.9, but you know. Still, out of five, not great. Which not makes me great. think that Dr. Heavenly has high prices and low quality. Yeah, I can imagine her and her staff being kind of bristly. But I did, I, I did love later in the episode when she said she gets her teeth cleaned every week, which is <gasps> a dream. That's which dream. is a dream. I might marry a dentist just to get my teeth cleaned every week. I mean, not to make it dark, but dentists and have a very high suicide rate. So I don't know about that. You don't think I should marry a dentist? No, like I'm just saying they, they, they tend to be quite depressed. Okay. Well, heavenly clearly is not cause she's got a, you know, great life outside of her dentistry okay, practice. Well, but I want to get my teeth cleaned every week. So maybe I should just make the money. Make to some get that friends done. that are in the dentistry industry. I have a dentist friend. Oh, oh my God, you do. <laughs> but she's in South Dakota. South Dakota. Oh, and I love her to death. She's a goddess. Well, then I think you need to move to South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I no. I think you would, you know, lose your mind. But no, I thought this was good that they got the fight done at the beginning. It seemed to be settled out. Poor bus driver who had to drive nine freaking hours. God to bless Jekyll him. Hyde. Loved his yeah. sweatshirt, though. Oh, and said Montauk. Yeah. You stupid bitch. And I was so glad to see Toya and Heavenly make up. I thought that was a really great conversation. It's so good to see. Because these are arguably the two most hot-headed women in the group. And to see them kind of put their guns down and have a conversation was really nice. Well, it was nice because we kind of realized, which we've heard in seasons past, that when Toya and Eugene moved to Atlanta, they really had no friends and they really connected with Heavenly and Dr. Damon. Dr. Damon's also an ER doctor, much like Eugene. So they kind of looked up to them and their life because their kids were in school. They had a great house. Yeah. Great family, great area. And they were like, we want to be them. Then once Toya and Eugene achieved that, it seemed like there was some animosity between Heavenly and Damon and Toya and Eugene, but it was really just between Heavenly and Toya. Yeah. So it was nice for Heavenly to kind of take a step back and be like, you know what? I respect you. I respect what you've done. I'm proud of you. I think you're incredible. And I'm sorry if I've been kind of a bitch in the past. To yeah. You. Yeah. And I love that she also later in the episode said it in front of everyone else as well. That was really cool. I thought it. that was very, very cool. I thought it was very kind of her. And I like that really Toya, great. cause I'm team Toya. Don't get me wrong, but I like that she admitted that she can go to the jugular and get very heated very quickly. So acknowledging that maybe she should take a breath and try to, Catch him with honey instead of what it was. That's what's that saying? You catch more flies with honey. Yes. Yes. I, I think acknowledging that about herself was, was good as well. Oh yes. A hundred percent. What really made me very sad is Contessa. Before we get into this, I just want to say something funny before we get into the dark. What? I loved when heavenly was talking about brushing her teeth after eating the candy and she said the more you know and they showed the more you <gasps> oh know oh my god nbc universal god bless you i don't know if they do this anymore but this was something when we were growing up oh like, yeah we always saw they the do more them every you know. once in a blue moon now but no when we were growing up they did them all, all the, the time. time it was like the more you know but i love but i also love that they use like a really grainy 90s like old, image like the og yeah the editors god bless you well done but yes contessa Wow, 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 wow. I love that. As if I couldn't dislike Scott more. Okay, first of all, we got to talk about what Contessa was wearing because she looked freaking amazing in that yellow outfit. She's a fucking bombshell. The fact that Scott doesn't see that blows my mind because she was banging in that bandage dress. I was like, every time she was on screen, I like was like, damn, she looks so good. The quad and Dr. Jackie's 
expressions when she's telling them, yeah, so my husband told me out of the blue that he actually he's been seeing a life coach. And in fact, he's been seeing them for seven months. And oh, in fact, it's a woman. And oh, by the way, he's not paying her, just talking to her all the time. Quad's face was just, uh, oh, oh. Because they've both been with cheating men before. Yes, I love that dynamic between the three of them uh, having a conversation because you had Quad, who had really had a very messy divorce. Dr. Jackie, who had a husband who made a mistake but was willing to fight for their marriage and work on it, and now they're doing better. And then you have Contessa, who has children, unlike Quad and Dr. Jackie. So she has a lot of... There's a lot to lose here. Yes. In terms of divorce in terms of you I think, know separation and I think that's why she's like I'm sticking my head in the sand and why it's so much harder for her than the other women was because she's got three kids yes and I know I said this to you I don't know if I said it last week on the podcast but it just seems to me that Scott is trying to get Contessa to call it no a hundred percent and you it can seems, tell yeah he keeps he keeps poking the bear. He keeps gaslighting her to make her feel like she's the one going crazy. And he's like, no, no, no. You need to calm down. Like, this is out of control. But it's after he says and does things that are very kind of manipulative and aggressive. But and what the fuck is going on with the kids? Because the fact that they're the saying that she has thing. a girlfriend. Yes, the girlfriend comments and, and they think it's funny. Yes. That's coming and from him. And he's sitting there on the FaceTime smiling, his fucking shit-eating grin. Like, I do I don't understand. Like, I feel so bad for her because she's being emotionally, mentally uh, abused. Abused. It's really gross. And I can't wait for next week for the women to be like, we have some questions for you, Scott. Oh, my gosh. The fact that they're bringing him on, I I cannot believe that he's coming to this trip. I mean, if you're going to be an asshole and you're going to drag your wife through the mud while she's trying to fix your fucking marriage and you're not going to do anything to fix it. I mean, bring on the other women to crucify you. I'm over it. Because Contessa, yeah, there have been moments where I've criticized Contessa for the way she's handled things. But overall, I really like her. I've always liked her. Yeah. I loved her since the minute she came on the show. And I actually liked her and Scott a lot. But he's an asshole. He's not great. What do you think about the Lisa Nicole Anila drama? I'm with Lisa Nicole. If you want to get paid, send an invoice. But all of the women were like that. I agree Lisa Nicole is shady and like she's... Did she steal the $400? We'll never know. I but don't think so. I don't think I, she did. I don't think she did. I think it's... Truly, out- I think it was Carrie. I <laughs> think it's a little outrageous that Anila is accusing her of that with no evidence but a hunch. Also, Anila, why... Do you have $400 in your purse when you should be spending it on your hair and makeup and nail that you're team not that you're not paying? Exactly. Well, that's the biggest And no-no. I agree. Any business, you invoice. If you're, if you're an entrepreneur, an independent contractor, you send invoices to get your money. I have to, I, one of, one of my jobs. <laughs> one of your I, many jobs. I have to send an invoice every two weeks or else I don't get paid. I've forgotten invoices some weeks and I have to no, send back No, I was invoices. an independent contractor this year as well during the pandemic for a production company and I had to send uh, invoices as well. Yeah, and if you don't send the invoice, you're not going to get paid. Again, I, I, I've I, been saying I can do without Carrie and I can do without Lisa Nicole, but I really can do without Anila. I, I, I don't see her I don't, draw yet. I know. I, 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 you know. I thought when it was Quad, Contessa, Jackie, Simone, and Toya and Heavenly. I was like, this is a great That was cast. the group. That was this the, the group. group. And then slowly Nisa, Nicole and Carrie, Carrie trickle in. in. And, I was like, and then Anila ruined. comes in. And I was like, no. No. We were good before. The only other woman that I want to see, and I keep saying this every week, is Mariah. Mariah! Or another 
we need dynamic women like them. We yes. don't need Lisa Nicole Carey and Anila who feel like fillers. They, that's all they are is truly fillers. I don't think that Lisa Nicole and Carrie will be back next season. I'm sure Carrie will be back in some aspect because she's friends with Toya. But I don't know if Vanilla is going to make it around too. I do know she's been getting closer with Quad over time. Well, we did see her. I feel like we've seen her on like private jets or on private yes. planes with um, Dr. Heavenly. Yeah. So I feel like she's, so I feel kind like of she's sticking away. around, but, but maybe she'll get better next season. Maybe she'll learn and kind of grow. But at this point, I'm also good for Toya for just sitting there and letting Anila honestly, go off. Toya started this season so rough. Remember, I was so against Toya. I was like, I think she's in the wrong. I've always been on her side. I know you have, (laughs) but let me make my point. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I think that she has gotten so much more level-headed and understanding and has really found her place again this season. Yeah. I think she is really handling every situation at this point with Grace. I think when they played that rumor game, she was having fun, even though she did call out Anila about not having a budget. Oh, was that her? I thought she was saying that that wasn't her handwriting. Maybe, I'm pretty sure maybe it was I wasn't her. paying attention. I'm pretty sure it was her. I love Toya and Contessa getting along. I love yes. Quad and Toya getting along. I Toya's just, really making the connections where it matters. I think Anila is so triggered by Toya because, yes, maybe Toya shouldn't have been talking about Anila at all. But at the same time, like, Anila, you, you didn't pay people for their goods and services. Yeah. And it got around. That's the you problem. You live in a small, like, affluent community in Atlanta People are going to talk. Just, I don't know. Take a little bit more accountability for that. Toya tried to make peace with you, and you're the one who keeps gassing things up. So just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. All right. Should we move to family karma? Yeah. Again, nothing truly eventful. Great episode, though. I just love getting to know these, these characters more and these people more. Uh, I'm still a fan of Dylan. Uh, <laughs> I thought the Anisha and Dylan thirst trap shit though was a little obnoxious. Anisha sounds like an auntie when she talks about like, oh yeah, we want to take a thirst trap. It's like, no. Okay. I, you know, Dylan, it's going to take a moment for me to get fully on board with him, but, <laughs> and I thought the thirst trap thing was stupid. I did not like the mesh shirt. I thought it was, oh, I thought it was cute. You are. I find so- Dylan cute. I just, I don't know. I why. know you do. I don't think I like him. <laughs> I do. I, I find him very, very cute. I, I, I just don't think I like him. I think you got, I don't know. I just think you see, you got, I think it's a competition thing. Cause you guys are very similar. No. Okay. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> There's no competition. Oh, <laughs> you know, you're so right. You're so right. You are in a league in echelon much higher in your own right. I apologize. Thank you, Matthew. I apologize. I'm glad that you recognize the truth. <laughs> I like Dylan. I like Anisha. I thought the thirst trap thing was ridiculous. I thought just the taking any, just, I don't know anyone. Thank God that voluntarily gets in front of their ring light and takes photos for well, we, Instagram. we own the same ring light. Yes, but we use it for, you know, self-tapes and stuff like that. We use it for things For professional out. services. We're not doing it to juice up our Instagram, you know? We're both famously not on Instagram, right. so... So, I just... It, just, it, it okay. seemed a little silly to Moving me. Moving on from them, because whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about Brian and Monica, because that conversation they had at the beginning was so weird. Yeah. Okay, both of them are weird, because They're not so only is weird, Brian like... Them. Brian's like, are you you know, weirded out that we didn't work out. Like I'm too, I'm too crazy in the sack for you to handle. 
But then also Monica's like, what? What? What are you talking about? Like, but also her being like, oh, um, yeah, me and Monica are so similar. We share Pinterest pages. Yeah, like, we like know what rings we want, like marriage, all of these she's things. She's trying a little too hard to be okay with it, it feels like. The both of them, I think, maybe are just trying to navigate being just friends now and trying to overcompensate. Yeah. I don't know. Monica. Okay. I know. I we like were talking Mon- about this. I like Monica. I do. But, but she has this air about her. Yes. I get and it. I get why. Like, I get why Anisha. Anisha, there are things about Anisha that bug me. But I get what Anisha is saying about Monica. And there is this, like, ego, stuck up, buttoned up, you know, Monica that just thinks very highly of herself. Yes. I do definitely see it. And it's just, yeah, she just, I, I like her. I do, but it's a little, I like. It's coming out more Brian's and more. Monica more because she just seems a little more down to earth. She's chill. She's more hell. chill. And I think that she's a better fit for Brian. Okay. I want to talk before we get into the Richa Vishal of it all, because I feel like that's that dominated the, crux of the episode. episode. Sure. Yes. Um, I want to talk about a couple things. Okay. Go for it. First of all, I can't get out of my head and I got to say it on the podcast because it's really, truly eating away at me inside. Rishma, Vishal's mother, is literally Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. When she puts on those oh damn my God, glasses, I'm like, so right. Do you want to do some Jonathina? Oh my like, gosh, I that am dying. Is so true. It kills me. And I I can't see past it. Every time I'm like, wow, Bob's freaking burgers. I totally agree. But I did love the whole moment, though I would never do one. I did love the whole moment of Anisha and her date a niche which i find very interesting i could never date someone with a name too similar to anisha me. and niche anisha and unniche has he had an a no just niche no his name was unniche it was sure? a niche and anisha yes because there was two a's i saw it in the freaking okay i thought it was just niche oh no it's unniche so anisha and anish yes okay which I have friends. They both have the same name and they're getting married and I'm (laughs) not going to name them here because I don't want to do that to them. But personally could never. I don't think I could either. I mean, love is love. So like if I really fell for someone named Matt or Matthew, I would just deal with it. But no, I would be like, you have to change your name or you're going by a middle name. (laughs) But I, I thought Anish was so cute. No, and I think they're kind of good for each other, except this date. They really cut to the chase. It felt like a job or interview. That's what I was going to say. It felt very like, okay, what do you want? What do you need? Let's get down to brass tacks. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. Oh, my God. I'll be on the way. Uh, It was fun. I mean, I would never do a Zoom date because I know now we're basically out of the pandemic. But, like, at the same time, I need that, like, I just, I need energy yeah no the, the physical presence is a big deal it's a big and, deal and, and sharing energy face to face yeah i agree i can't do a zoom thing either but or facetime either. i was dying laughing at the octomom situation where she was like no who's the lady who had eight kids no the one that was famous for eight kids she's like octomom her name was octomom <laughs> fun fact one time when i was at disneyland with my dad we went and rode on space mountain and we were behind this lady in line and my dad was like that girl kind of looks like Angelina Jolie. And I was like, oh my God, dad, that's the Octomom. Oh, no way. And Did she he, have all eight children with no, her? No, she had two of her kids with her. Okay. Uh, and she had two kids and then a friend. Like one of them was like not the kid. And I was like, oh my God, dad, that's the Octomom. He's like, no, it's not. There's no way that's the Octomom. And we rode Space Mountain. 
and we got off and the pictures came out and we were behind Octomom in the photos and I went to go take a photo of us and she was standing right in front of the photos to make sure no one got a photo of her on Space Oh, Mountain. come on. She can't do that. I was so mad. I honestly should have bought it. I, I should have been like, Dad, can yeah, you please buy the photo? Yeah, you're totally entitled to do that. I was like 12 years old. The fact that I knew who Octomom was at 12 years old and I was like, oh my God, we rode behind Octomom on Space Mountain <laughs> is kind of sad and tells you kind of the kid I was growing up. But still one of my favorite memories is riding Space Mountain with Octomom. Well done. Well done. In the dark. But let's get to the main situation of this whatever. It's Richa and Vishal and their relationship. They have a date at the beginning. They connect again at, uh, it's called Navarati, I believe it is. It's nine nights of dancing with celebrating three goddesses. And it seems like a ton of fun like this. Oh, absolutely. And I loved how Monica made an impromptu kind of pandemic COVID. She did her own thing. Yeah. Okay. But Vishal and Richa, they have a, well, Richa and Amrit have a conversation at the beginning of the episode where they're kind of talking about the situation. And this is where I got it. I was like, I get where Richa's coming from. She is looking for a substantial real husband at this point, not just a boyfriend. And it seems like Vishal is kind of running the game and doing the thing and kind of being like, well, since you're in Memphis and I'm here and your mom doesn't like me, but like I'm trying to do this, we can still keep playing the same game of that we've been playing for our whole young lives. And she's over that now. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. We're adults. Mm -hmm. We're engaged now, evidently, but not anymore because I gave you the ring back. But if you want to be engaged, you have to act like an engaged adult. I've sent you homes that you've ignored. I've sent you situations that you've ignored. We get in fights all the time. That's why my mom doesn't want you to come visit in Memphis. There's substantial reasons that there's issues in our relationship. When she broke down, I was like, Oh my God, I, I get it. I get where she's coming from. She's not the villain in this situation. No, She's really tired. Yes. She's, she's exhausted. exhausted. No, I agree. So I thought it was good that when she had the dinner with Vishal, which kind of bugged me because I think like Vishal didn't really let her speak. Vishal just keeping in, I love you. I want to be with you. I'm sorry. I'll get more dates done. Yeah. I just think that he is not emotionally, mentally intelligent enough to take this on. And I think for a thousand different reasons, he feels like he has to. They seem like two dear friends that I think she's actually very much in love with him. And I think that he wants to be in love with her. I think they're two friends that need to admit that they're not, they don't really fit. They're not compatible at all. I feel bad for Risha just because I feel like no one's ever going to be good enough for her daughter. And I feel like Loba's going to meddle and going to yeah. stick her nose where it doesn't belong. And because what Risha has to understand is that at some point, whomever she decides to make a life commitment with, like they have to be, they have to come before her mom. Yeah. But so I feel, to- I felt so bad for her after this episode. I, I really glad, I'm really glad that we got to see her side of it. I also kind of felt bad for Vishal. Like I'm more on Risha's side, but I also think that Vishal is just an a anxiety filled mess and he's not ready to do this. Well, also I think when he sat down with Lopa, he's really running into a lot of road, like roadblocks because she's I think, ready to fight with him at any point yes. because he clearly wasn't he's trying saying- his best. And she, he was trying to say, 
you know what? Like, I understand why you didn't want me to come in the house, but you should have let me know that you bought a condo here. And she's like, you don't need to know what's going on with my finances. You don't need to know where I'm spending money. And he, that's not what he was saying at all. That's he was not saying, the point at all. He was trying to say, I should have known if we're going to be family, I should be, I should be knowledgeable that you're buying a condo in Miami that Richa can stay at, that you're going to be staying at, that your family's going to be close to mine. But it's again, I think he just was situation. like, why are you keeping it from me? Like it just, it feels like you're trying to make moves without me because you're b- banking on us not working out. Yeah. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And again, from what we see, it seems that they're still together today. So, so I'm, I'm fingers are crossed for the and best. And she seems lighter after the conversation at the restaurant, which wasn't the best. I think, I think we're going to see what happens next episode. I think we're going to get some more information about Vishal and Richa. And I hope that their relationship really comes to amend. I'm I mean, sure it honestly, will. I, I'm okay. I'm okay if they don't. I just want them to be happy and I want them to not feel pressured to make something work that might not work fundamentally. They may just not be the right fit and that's okay. I know it's hard to come to that admission when you've been with someone for so long. It's harder to, you know, separate after such a long time together, but like that might be the best thing for them. I just want them to be separately or together happy. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. All right. Well, let's let's move to Roni because I think we're there now, if that's okay with you. I mean, I love Roni. All right. So it was the 1970 Miss New York pageant. Wow, 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 wow. Um, Who was your favorite talent? Uh, Sonia, yeah, obviously. Sonya. I don't I'm know sorry. I, I was sitting there calling out who placed, and I called Miss City Hall for second runner-up. I called okay, okay. Miss Sag Harbor. Let's pause for a second and talk about Miss City Hall. Why... Why, why was she okay, City Hall? Okay, so they all, ba- so basically they all said, oh, I live here. Because they all, that, that's where they all live. Yeah. However, it Leah and Ebony both live downtown. Okay. So Maybe Ebony. Ebony lives near to, City to, Hall. To, yeah, to differentiate, I think Ebony said, I'll do City Hall because I live by City Hall. Okay. You know, because I'm sure. And if, she's a lawyer. I think Leah, well, I don't know why they didn't do Miss Tribeca. Because Ebony lives in Tribeca. Maybe Leah lives in Tribeca as well. Maybe that was the problem. Is that they both live in Tribeca and they couldn't be Tribeca. So they both picked downtown and City Hall. That's what I'm assuming. Because I know Heather does live on the Upper West. Sony lives on the Upper East. Ramona has a house in Southampton. And Luann has a house in Sac Harbor. So they all kind of, because they all live on the Upper East. Like Sonia and Luann and Ramona all live on the Upper East. So they had to kind of differentiate. I but yeah, Sony was the best talent. I wanted Sony to win the whole thing, and I love that. And I knew even when Leah got crowned, like, oh, this is a handout. And then rigged. Luann was like, oh no, I felt bad for her, and I wanted. I wanted her to win. No, hundred percent. I thought Ramona. She's like, I gotta put my best breast forward by like having her thing down, doing that weird workout. Which, by the way. Push-ups were terrible. Those were not push-ups. Her form was I'm awful. I'm not counting the, at 40, that as 40 push-ups because... Bending your elbow and then and then extending your elbow does not count as a push-up. No. I'm sorry. I went through a rigorous workout <laughs> oh my God. training and I know how to work out. <laughs> I gotta say. Yes, you do. And... Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> I, no, you totally do. So I know a good push-up. You do. You do. And she was not doing good push-ups. I, I totally agree. Also, she sat. She didn't get back up on stage. She sat down in the audience. And by the way, I thought there was going to be like a small crowd at this nope, bar. It was I thought literally they were doing like a gig. The party planners, the niece and the daughter, and then the waiters. I mean, it was just fucking ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It was rough. It was really rough to see. But whatever. The next morning, the ladies get a text message from Leah yeah. and her grandmother has died. It was very sad. But I kind of do agree with what Ebony said that it's nice that your last memory of your grandmother was one where she was vibrant and was as close to normal as you remember, as opposed to probably not even really conscious, not remembering you. Totally. For that place. reason, I, I understand and I'm, and I'm glad that Leah was not there when her grandmother passed at the same time. Perhaps Leah shouldn't have been in the Hamptons. I'll say it again. Like I did last week, perhaps she should have stayed home, maybe hung out with her daughter and hung out with family in general and not been there for that so that she could have the best of both worlds because she clearly was not emotionally, mentally capable no, she was not, of handling her shit. She was not okay. She was a little chaotic. I have to laugh at Ramona trying to do the voice to text to send an apology to Leah. I love the way I'm being like, it you, was like, you should just, maybe just chill don't out. do this. Just chill out right now. But also I was like, girl, what are you doing? Doing the, like, why do old people always have to do voice to text? We're really into voice messaging. Like where we'll do the voice memos. Yes. Because I love a good voice memo. Are uh, you too? Especially if you know that you're going to talk and go on for I need, a minute. I need a lot of, I'm trying to say a lot too at once and I'm not going to And when you're driving, out. you don't want to be, you know, if you're at a stoplight and you're driving, you don't want to text. You just want to be safe. Like that is exactly. great. But my, even my mother, Christine, if you're listening, I love you. Even my mother will, will voice to text, but she'll say like, Winky face emoji. And what she doesn't understand is that it's just going to type out winky, winky face, face emoji, emoji and yes. she'll send it. It's just the boomers, man. They're, they're learning. They're trying. They're not learning, but they're <laughs> definitely trying. Okay. Ebony's alleged sister, Ashley, this situation was wild. was wild. So if you guys didn't catch it, evidently this woman reached out to Ebony on Instagram and said, I think I'm your sister. And Ebony was like, okay, well, I don't even know my father. So how do you think you're my sister? And she goes, well, my grandmother's had your photo on her dresser dresser for her whole life. My family has always told me about me having an older sister. I think it's, I think it's you. And so Ebony's going to explore this and kind of see if this situation is real. I am so into the storyline. It's much more realistic than what was it? Uh, Melissa, Melissa. That's what I was going to say. Melissa Gorga. Melissa Gorga. It's, the, the psychic or whatever told her that she had a sister. Was that the situation? Yes. And no, this is that storyline died so quick. This feels real. I'm, and authentic. I'm ready to see this, but it's so interesting. I'm ready and for good the storyline for, for sharing that. Yeah. You know, I also wanted to commend Heather for apologizing for saying articulate. I thought that was very big of her. I thought that was cool. I too. thought, you know, she's really putting herself out there being like, you know what? I screwed up and I said something that I shouldn't have said. And I understand the repercussions of it. And I just want to apologize in front of everyone. She's trying that. I she just wants to still try learning. and no. wants to be cool. It was, you know, I, I, I really, I love Heather. I do. Just want to just want to say something really quick. This is a tally for the podcast. Y'all today we met Emma, which is Sonia's other assistant. So Now we're at two assistants that we have met for Sonia. Good for her. <laughs> so how many more will we see this season? What's your um, under over four? Under. Under four? I, I don't think any more than four. I think okay. we'll meet one more. And that's I think, it. I think we max four, I think, is what we'll meet. Yeah, okay. I think we'll meet one more. I'm going to say even four. but I'll say three. It just, was under Just to be, you know, opposing. Ramona doing the interview to be a real estate agent in New York. I can say she's probably going to do well, but her reasoning, money is my aphrodisiac hilarious but also her saying the guy going through all the things you can and can't say also some of these things aren't actually true 
we've learned from other situations that words like master bedroom and stuff like it's right. not it's and not people want to change the terminology totally, totally fine, fine but like that's yeah it, it's see there's do your research on these words and these terms before you jump to conclusions that's all we got to say i'm i mean i'm not against changing terms but like at the same time people are just kind of taking what they hear on the internet for truth yeah face value Take it all with a grain of salt, y'all. But I had, to, I had to laugh at Sony, Ramona when they were saying steps to the park and what she said. In, invalids. Oh, my like, God. Ramona, 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 no. I love, the, I love that he had the wherewithal, even on camera, to be like, you need to watch your fucking mouth. No. You're going to be a real, real estate agent. Canceled. We yes. know that you are the worst. And so if you, we, you need to be kind and respectful to whomever you meet when you're selling homes. Yes. Please, for the love of God. I did love seeing the boxing guy again and how he empowered Sonia to kind of find herself. In I her love power. Ebony and Leah, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Leah right now. I love, oh, I do not. I like love Leah. Ebony and Leah really trying to juice Sonia, Sonia up because she deserves it. And I think, and I think the boxing situation was really fun. I think he's hilarious. It's great. But I think Sonia got a little bit too juiced up at the election party. First, first and foremost. Yes. What the F was Leah wearing? The the fucking Morticia Adams tutu. No, 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 no. Morticia Adams wears a very, very slim black dress that she can barely shake her little tush and walk around. She was wearing some weird ass tutu. Amazing Maisie. Yeah. Freaking Leah- feathered ass butt. <laughs> Leah's choi- uh, fashion choices are very skeptical. Yes. I no, don't Morticia Adams me. I know well, no, my she said family. Morticia Adams. Yes, but so she was just, wrong. She doesn't know. I, yeah, I don't know what the fuck she was wearing. I know. And Sonia was overdressed, but I love Sonia's outfit. No, Sonia's outfit was everything to me. I, I loved Sonia's outfit. I thought she looked so cute, but she definitely had too much to drink. And then she really, truly called out Ramona for performative activism, which I thought was very on point, And I'm glad that she brought it up to the ladies. Yeah, her delivery was a little sloppy, but I thought that that was very on point. It felt very performative. And I'm, cl- I'm glad that Sonya, of all people, called her out on it. And I'm glad that and everyone no one disagreed. Of, no, because everyone was like, no, that, yeah, that, that, that tracks. feels 100%. Right. Yeah, she's only, pla- she's never posted Leah. She's it never felt like something that Bethany would immediately call out. Oh, yeah, we miss Bethany, kind of. No, we no, still haven't. I, we still haven't finished Big Shot. Yeah, we needed a break, but we're gonna get back on. But it's not gonna come back for next season, so I won't be able to. Oh, apply. it's not officially. It's nope, not. They, her and Bunna Murray or whatever, or I don't know if it was Bunna Murray or whoever it was with Banjay Media or whatever. They are no longer working together. I really think that she and Dorinda need to come back. They will. I'm sure they will in the future. I think it would be great. But yeah, I you know I'm excited for next episode. I always am. I think next episode is Halloween, or am I wrong? No, no, the Harlem trip. Yes. Oh, the the night in Harlem. The night in Harlem. Yeah. With um, Leah's sister as the White Devil with the glitter sa- Which, Satan, Satan glitter. That was fucking hilarious. I, I had that was die. so I thought funny. That was so funny. But yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be great. Harlem is amazing. I love Harlem. I lived in Harlem when I first moved to New York. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved it. Wow, you've really lived everywhere in New York, haven't you? You've been around the block. Not everywhere, but three different places. Okay. Harlem, Upper West, and Brooklyn. I've lived. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of election parties. We had that on RHOBH on Beverly Hills. Kyle was throwing an election night event. You know, famously, when the, my, you know, my birthday is election day. It falls on election day very frequently. Yes, because you are at the beginning of November. Yes. And the year before, 
I think it was 2018 or th- 2019, right before you moved here, I had a big party on election day because my birthday was on a Tuesday, which was election day, and you couldn't get into my party. 2018. 2018. Midterms. You, you couldn't get into my party unless you had a I Voted sticker. Yes. So I had a big event at this local bar in Hermosa, <sighs> and I said, Tower 12, and I said... If you don't have the I voted sticker, you're not getting in. And I made multiple Instagram stories about it. I had, I posted on Instagram. I was like, anyone's invited as long as you vote. It was my push to go out and vote. It was my rock the vote. Oh my fucking God. So I think that, you know, I did my part. No, stop. Please just stop. (laughs) Politically. Okay. Let's get back to the housewives. You fucking freak. Can we just really just glide past this whole Kyle and Dorit I don't even want to give a breath I don't want to give a breath it's stupid it's so fucking dumb they're both fucking dumb no let's not let's not pretend you're actually fighting it's not a real fight yes not a real fight no Dorit Next time, wear red, white, and blue to an American election party. But Dress like Lisa Rinna because Lisa Rinna looked freaking her fucking amazing. outfit. She looked amazing. But we're not even going to give the Dorit and Kyle fight any breath. No, I don't want to. Stupid. I don't want to. She uh, left early. That Whatever. Who cares? Awesome that Crystal is getting more comfortable with the ladies and talked about her battle with bulimia. Yes, and I think it's I think it's not only bulimia, but I think it's she was very honest about the whole weight situation. I'm disordered eating. Yes. I'm very similar. I don't know. I mean, I think most listeners know by now, this is something I've been through my entire life. Mm -hmm. Something, a very similar story. I was not bulimic, but I have disordered eating body dysmorphia, X, Y, Z, the whole nine yards. And I'm the same way when I get very stressed. If I'm in stressful situations, I'm just not going to eat there. There'll be hours, days where I'm just like, I eat the bare minimum and I'll just, it's just to survive. Right. And I'll lose five, 10 pounds in a second. And so I'm very hyper aware of my weight as well. And so seeing Crystal talk about this so openly was really great to see because it's like, I'm not the only one going through this. Like I know other people are going through this as well. Even people who are in like the best lives that they can have deal with the same situation. And I love that she said I'm recovering because I think that's the most incredible thing because you're never going to be recovered. You're never going to be healed. It's something you deal with every single day. Absolutely. And so by saying you're recovering, it kind of shows people that, you know, everyone is going through this and we the will story goes to on go through this. Yes. yes. You can still be recovering and still be dealing with it because there's not a day you don't think about it. There's not a day where you don't have like a moment. Like I had to, I had to remove a scale from my room because it's like, it, it brings me so much stress. Yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I really appreciated Crystal talking about this so openly and how, honest she was about it because it really makes me feel good and I, I you know Amelia's story was great it was good to see Amelia but I think it was so much better seeing Crystal who is so seems so successful so amazing and so put together and has this great life and it's like okay well like yeah of course like we see it in the young generation like with Amelia and young you know people well, we saw Amelia at nice. the beginning of her journey and, and we're seeing yeah. Crystal um sort of in the middle we'll exactly say. well no I mean I, di- it, sorry let's say like in a different place exactly I don't think she's in the middle because I think she's I think she's in a similar place that I than similar place as I am where it's like we're not in the throes of it but it's still something that we're dealing with on a consistent basis yes, but we it's have still in the air we have the openness and understanding of the battle that we're going through to to be okay and to talk about it and to kind of work through it. Yeah, absolutely. But I loved it. I, it really made me happy. It, it, it makes me happy to see these stories be told on television Yeah, because the more that people talk about it, 
It, de- mo- it destigmatizes the entire exactly. thing. Exactly. And I think th- a lot of our generation and a lot of the generation right above us and below us, I think are dealing with a lot of body dysmorphia because what we see in the media, what we see on the internet and cause, well, I mean, I didn't have the internet when I was growing up, but it was just the media. Yeah, I can't imagine how much harder it is. How much harder it is now. Today. So I, I'm really glad that people are talking about this and being like, you're not alone. You mm-hmm. know, this happens and this, you can be a successful person and yeah. still be in this recovery. Something looked ridiculous. Her outfit was her crazy. outfit was crazy, but it was, yeah, she's, uh, she's on my list. I wouldn't personally buy a $380,000 car. Also, I would not buy a $95,000 bag, but again, that's just me. If you have the money, spend it, Get I it on a house. Um, I suppose we can move into Harry's garden. Oh, I loved Harry's garden. I forgot. So Harry is a, uh, a fellow Scorpio, just like me. Oh, and Jesus. so I also feel like I'm apocalyptic minded where like if there's going to be an issue, I'm going to be the one to be prepared. I mean, I think I've already told you my plans that there's a zombie apocalypse. I've got places that we're going to go. Sure. Things we're going to do. Yep. The type of people we're going to meet up with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I've got it planned out. <laughs> Seeing the quiet place too. I was not jumpy. I was, I it made me inspired. Oh my God. If I might say I'm ready for this situation to happen. And much like Harry, if I had the money, I would have started my own garden. Because I think that's a brilliant thing. The fire hose. I got to say. And you were saying this. Everyone in the hill should have a fire hose. I, at this point, given how California fires have been going in the past couple of years, I think it should become standard that if you live in the hills, you have provisions like that to to do what you can to stop like the beginnings of a fire that starts. As the son of a, son of a firefighter... <laughs> Fire safety is very important to me. I've literally, oh I've God. literally messaged people. Uh, I've messaged people on Instagram before, like friends, because they put candles in places that I'm like, this is a fire hazard. So I literally be like, you need to move that candle. That is a fire hazard. Signed, Lord. son of a firefighter. Oh my God. Get and, out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> but I do think it's a really good idea to have this tacky ass pool. That is a reservoir for the fire hose. And I think Lisa making the sexual into windows. Ha ha ha. Funny, funny, funny. But like, if you got the money, do it. Yeah. Good for Sutton for finally hosting a party at Kyle slash her house. Sutton stole her goddamn house. I feel like the Rinna showing up in everyone else's outfits thing needs to stop. I just feel like it's I a little forced. I think it's forced. planned. Yeah, it feels I, a little forced I now. think Rinna's stylist someone's is stylist talking. Is, uh, yeah, someone's stylist has a pulse on what other people are wearing. But I'm excited to get more into the Erica... Girardi of it all. Which, Shouldn't she wait? Oh, oh my well, God. It was hilarious when Garcelle said that because God we were bless all Garcelle it. being like, yeah, wait till she fucking dies. But we watched Housewife the and the Hustler. Housewife and the Hustler special, as we mentioned before. All it really did for me, well, first of all, there's no re- there is no reason why Danielle Staub, Heather McDonald, and, and Dana Pamwilke. There's no fucking reason why any of them needed to be on the special. They had enough with the former victims and current victims of Eric, of um, Tom Girardi. That's they. That's all they really needed. No. And I understand. Like I don't like Sonny Hostin very much, but I get why they had like a famous legal mind on correspondent to kind of corroborate yes. what's like you know whatever. Fine. Well, it really did for me was really confirm that Tom is a fucking crook. Yes. I think that's all it really says. I mean, Erica at this point, 
I think she might have received the money from Tom, but I don't 100% know if she knew where it was coming from. I, yeah, to me, I still see a, a world in which she was kept in the dark on purpose. And I, honestly, I could see her kind of in, this is not great, but I see her being like, you know what? I'm going to just choose to believe what my husband's telling me, even if I'm getting signs that maybe it's not like what I, what I don't know won't hurt me. And I think, which is not great, but I do I think, believe that yeah, I think she didn't know as much as we think she did. One of the things that I think was really kind of made clear in this show was that Tom was manipulating everyone around him. Everyone. And I think, Erica might be included in that. And I'm not trying to say where Erica apologizes, even though I think Matthew might be. I totally am. But I'm sorry. But I do think at the end when they were saying that she might go into debt because she has more assets than Tom at the end of the day for the divorce, and he might actually take some money from her. I think she wasn't prepared for that. I think she didn't know a hundred percent where this money was coming from. I don't think she realized what he was doing at the end of the day. I think she was living her own life. The money was coming in. She thought it was just the part of the whatever. To me, that's what it looks like as well. And I just, there's not enough. And I appreciated them saying this on the special. There's not enough to implicate her yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm open. I'm open to the idea that we still don't know everything. The jury's still out the on The jury me. is still no pun out intended. for sure. Unfortunately, also news came out this week that her lawyers have parted ways with her because yes. they can't trust her. They can't. They're not getting what they need from her. I, I think she's being not. I don't think she's being cooperative to me. I think that has a lot of, to do with her trying to protect Tom because I think there's still love there. I, yeah. I think that she still, you know, cares about him, even though he's done some pretty horrible things. I, I, I don't envy her position. I do. I, th- I, I see her more being a Teresa Giudice type where she, she just signed the papers, blindly yeah. and she shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. I just got to say, Danielle Staub really was the star of the whole documentary. <laughs> Comparing herself to Erica. It's like, get the fuck out. She's Danielle. not, you know, she can't really hold a tune, but she decided to become a singer. I think she's the best casting decision. She's that a powerful made bitch, you know, me. like me, like we're both powerful we're bitches. Both, we're like, both what? bitches. I don't know. Danielle Stab, my doppelganger, uh, and I, you know, we're very close. So I had to laugh. Heather McDonald, get her off my damn screen. I'm sorry. I'm not a Heather McDonald I'm fan. sorry. And yeah, Dana Wilkie, get the fuck out of here. Didn't recognize her at first, I got to say. Uh, no, she looks so different. But I'm glad that she, you know, got a chance to plug her podcast because no one's but that's, listening. It just oh, it felt so gross. And, and I'm... We didn't need them. I was happy to hear the stories of the Hernandez family and the um, Rigomez the, the family. Like, that's all we needed to hear. That's who we needed to hear from. And Kathy, the woman who used to work for Tom. Kim. It was Kim. Sorry. Kathy's the mom of... Kathy, Kim, and Kyle. <laughs> oh, but Kathy's the mom, I believe, of Joe. Yes. Who, who um, was Kim's burned the in friend. that fire. Yes. And Kim's the... Yes. So that's and all Kyle's we Kyle's their cousin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's all we needed to hear from. Yes. We didn't need all the extra bullshit. And I, we, again, as more information comes out, y'all, we will, we will deliver it here. Uh, but we'll have to see. Lots. Uh, season finale of Married to Med next week. Fucking finally. Potomac's coming back Potomac's soon. Potomac's coming soon. God bless. Um, we don't really have anything else. I no. think we mentioned it all. I'm going to the Hamptons this weekend. So if I spot a housewife, I will report back. But. Oh, I'm planning on you literally texting me immediately if you see a housewife yeah. do you think you're gonna i don't know 
I mean, there there is a Friday night spot that I might go to that I used to go to, um, depending on what you know. My, my, the friends that are, well, I'm going to a wedding, and the friends that are are accompanying me, maybe we'll all go out somewhere. And if if we go out somewhere, I'll I'll mention it. You'll let me know. Yeah, perfect. We'll see if I I'll keep my eyes peeled. All right. Well, for the good of the pod. Think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you aren't already subscribed to wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, SoundCloud Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Do you want to finish? No, I just thought we would do it together, but you stopped. Okay. And if you're, if you're on, on social, social media, media you, you can, can follow, follow us by searching at Hot Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And we'll see you next time. Adios. Adios. <laughs>